You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 108. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and it is an honor and a privilege to have you here again for another beautiful, beautiful episode. I've been watching the Olympics, and like most of you who have had a chance to tune in to the myriad of so many events, there's so many events, and I have YouTube TV, and so because of some options I chose before the Olympics even started, I literally have every single event being taped, and I've been able to watch from the most random things like people climbing walls, didn't know that was an Olympic event, to skateboarding and surfing, which was only a matter of time before they became Olympic events, as they're trying to reach out to the youth. And I absolutely find it very fascinating to watch those and wonder what the original Greeks would think about some of the events that we've added. But I'm not really sure that throwing a spear as far as possible is a uh, necessary talent in this day and age like it was back in the day. There was a reason why you would have events like uh, I don't know if they call it spear throwing, javelin. Thank you very much, Jesse's brain. Uh, we've got shot put and we've got discus. Those were things that were necessary because they were constantly at war. <laughs> not that we're not, but we've certainly figured out a way to put archery and shooting into the Olympics as well. So, uh, and I get that so many of these events have historical context and the newer ones are just fascinating and what Simone Biles has gone through and bringing mental health to the forefront of the, of the anxiety and the pressure that humans can put on themselves. It's not just elite athletes. It is people of all shapes and sizes, of all walks of life, being able to discuss mental health in a way that is beneficial and it's no longer seen as a stigma you know, to have, um, you know, the anxiety and the stress and in in the mentalness of our humanness of our beingness, um, when it falters for it to be recognized as the absolute most important thing that we should be discussing, it's very it's it's blown me away for years. Even before I got sober and got into recovery, how. Someone tears an ACL, they break a leg, they break an arm, they get a concussion, a head injury, and all of a sudden everything's got to stop and and that person needs to get into surgery and then eventually into recovery and and it becomes this, everybody's, oh man, they got a broken leg, they've got a concussion, they need to sit out. But when there's not a noticeable injury and it's just something going on inside of the brain, it's, you know, back in the day it was, oh, they choked, they couldn't handle the pressure, you know, they weren't mentally tough enough. And we're realizing that that's just not the case. There's a lot more going on inside the brain than we can even begin to realize. And it's about time that we start taking it as as important as it is. And so it's been beautiful watching the social media outreach and, and the support that Simone Biles has gotten. And of course, you know, the Twitterati will, you know, pull their usual stunts, but it is what it is. There's always going to be the haters and the, and the, you know, the bargain basement trolls who want to say their thing. And I want to bring that up to you 
Where in your life are you letting others say things about you and they don't even know what's going on in your life? They have no clue what you've gone through. And even if you don't think what you've gone through is as tough as what you've heard other people have gone through, we don't discount our own traumas. We don't discount our own sufferings. Whatever we've gone through is important. It's important to us. Whatever you feel, it's it's valid because you feel it. Now you can dive inward and you can begin the self-awareness journey of the emotional intelligence to really ask yourself, is what you think happening really happening? You can ask yourself, you know, am I just creating this narrative in my own mind that people hate me, they don't like my clothes, they don't like my style, they think I'm stupid, ugly, fat, whatever negative story you're running in circles in your head, you can step back and ask yourself, are you just creating this narrative in your own mind? Right? There, There is real anxiety. There are real anxiety-led breakdowns. And then there's also that anxiety that we just put ourselves through on a day-to-day basis that isn't necessary. When we When we get locked into this anxiety swirl, this spiral in our minds, we're future pacing about things we don't want to happen. We literally are worrying about an outcome that may or may not even happen. But the more we worry about it, the more we spiral and circle around this outcome we don't want, the more likely that we're going to get that outcome because that's what the brain's focused on. The brain doesn't understand negatives. So when you tell it not to get full of anxiety about a test, it hears get full of anxiety about a test. It doesn't understand negatives. You have to go through this mental gymnastics to first see what you don't want to have happen, and then you have to negate it in your mind rather than just seeing what you do want to have happen and then focusing on that. So when the anxiety starts to take hold and it grips you, and again, we're not talking about, you know, having the, I don't know, the, the, it's called the yips in, in other sports. I'm not sure if I remember what Nastia Lukin called it. It's something when gymnastic, gymnasts, they can't keep the spot on the ground. So they get like the spinnies or something, right? Like when the anxiety takes over and you get to the point where you're literally going to cause yourself physical harm, then it's, then it's advanced. What I'm discussing now is the anxiety where we're just worrying about what we don't want to have happen instead of focusing on what we do want to have happen. And that's going to lead us into today's topic about sacrificing tomorrow for today. School's getting ready to come back into session. Whether you're you're transitioning from high school into college, middle school into high school, I've got listeners of all ages and all around the world. Wherever you're at in your journey, there's a transition, even if it's just from freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior, junior to senior, you're, you know, you're, you're moving your way through the middle school, the high school, the college, perhaps you're transitioning out into the quote unquote real world, wherever you're finding yourself at, I want you to begin to ask yourself, how are you sacrificing tomorrow for today? And this is going to go a little counterintuitive to some of the things you've heard me talk about, perhaps some of the things that you've read. Certainly, I have my own opinions on what that statement means, and we're going to dive into that. But before we leave the anxiety completely, I want to close that loop and and just really recommend that you put your energy toward thinking about and daydreaming about 
and pondering upon what it would be like if you did succeed. What would that be like? Instead of having the anxiety of failing the test, have the confidence that you'll perform well on the test. Instead of procrastinating because you have anxiety about how well you're going to write the term paper, start writing the term paper early enough that it's that you get it done, that you feel confident with what you have accomplished, and then you can go back and look it over a couple times before you turn it in. If you have anxiety about a conversation you want to have with your partner or your spouse, significant other, um, one-night stand, whatever that might be, have the conversation before you start to spiral in your mind and have the both sides of the conversation because that's very rarely does it ever happen the way you think it's going to happen. You can't predict how the other person's going to respond or react, but you can certainly sit there and spiral around it enough and just make it all up in your head. And then that's just going to be a whole lot of mental brain energy that you spent on an outcome that may or may not even happen. And even if it does happen similarly to the way that you daydreamed it up being, you could have created that because you focused on it so much and you already created the sentences you were going to say in hopes that you'd get them to say it. Do you see the mental gymnastics? Doesn't that sound confusing? Just release the anxiety and focus upon what good can happen when you put forth 100% effort. And again, differences in this, this acute deep embedded anxiety that has been there for years versus anxiety you're putting on yourself around um, something that if you just started to focus on it a different way. You start losing track of the ground while you're spinning 20 feet in the air. Yeah, I think we should probably put you on the bench and let you breathe and let you get calm. And this is why Simone Biles was really amazing because some people would have said push through. She lands wrong and man, there goes a whole knee, right? That is awesome. And that needs to be celebrated for yourself. When you just have anxiety about missing the school bus or having a tough conversation, just focus on the positives of what could happen. What is the best case scenario? Often the worst case scenario is that you miss out on the best case scenario. So move through that anxiety and begin to seek out ways that you can have the best of both worlds, that you don't have to stress about it and you get the whole thing done with as fast as possible. (laughs) A test is a test and it's going to come up and it can't come up any faster than it's going to arrive. But you can certainly be putting forth the effort to be prepared for it days and days in advance, which will mellow back some of that anxiety. And if you're going from high school to college, school is way more difficult. I was a straight-A student, top 10 in my class in high school. College was a rude awakening. And so that's what we're going to finish up with today when we discuss sacrificing tomorrow for today. What are you really giving up by not being the person you desire within yourself? Our nervous system reacts to what is happening right now. This is why I opened up talking about anxiety. Our central nervous system is reacting to what is occurring inside of our bodies right now. If you're racking yourself with with anxiety, you're in survival mode. Very difficult to be in growth mode when you have this overwhelming anxiety crushing down upon your chest or your head, however you feel it. 
because your central nervous system is in cooperation with your unconscious mind in helping keep your body in homeostasis. And it's pulling from past experiences to decide how something you're thinking about or whatever's occurring in front of you, how it's going to play out. There's a scientific study where a rat uh, treaded water for 15 minutes and then started to drown. They pulled the rat out, let it rest for 15 minutes, and then it went off and treaded water for 60 straight hours. All because it had hope. All because it had this idea in its head that even if I go down, I'm somehow going to be pulled out. Once it knew it could be it was it could be pulled out if it started to fail at the treading of water, it went off and treaded water for what amounts to like almost two and a half days. When you start to think about what you're sacrificing to, to for tomorrow by doing something today, I want you to look at it this way. When you decide to hit the bottle, when you decide to do drugs, when you decide to sit on the couch and watch Netflix for eight hours, when you decide to eat the whole bag of chips, when you decide to do something so that you can have that immediate pleasure now, that instant gratification now, what version of yourself are you sacrificing in that moment that you could become tomorrow? I get that a lot of people say live in the now, you know, you only live once, which isn't true. You only die once. You live every day. You know, fear of missing out, which is easy for someone in their 40s to say because pretty much done a ton of crap. Right? I've done a ton of stuff. When somebody mentions something, there's a very good chance I've done it. So it's easier for me to, with all these experiences to say, you're not missing out on anything by skipping the party on Tuesday. You're not missing anything by eating the whole bag of cookies. You're not missing anything by not watching eight straight hours of Breaking Bad. You're not missing out on any of that stuff. What you're missing out on is the version of yourself from the, in the future that's waiting on you to do the things that it's going to take to become that person. Ask yourself, are you ready to move forward? How do you know when you're serious about committing to something and seeing it through to fruition? How do you fire up a sense of urgency within yourself? You have needs, right? And these needs become the sense of challenge in your life to fulfill. You might need water. You might need food. You might need warmth or security or an apartment. You need these things. So the challenge is now let's go to work and let's make the money to be able to afford these things. Or let's budget our student loans appropriately so we have money in December, not just in September. Wants are these desires. What is it you really want? Is what you really want something you already have? If I took away your car or your cell phone or your favorite pillow, would you want it back right now? If that's the case, then what you want is something you already have. You can desire things you already have. I put a lot of that kind of emotion and that, those kind of anchors around things I already have in my life. If I my, my laptop broke right now, I would want it to be fixed. So I really know I want my computer, my car. I love my car. I'm not a car guy, but I certainly enjoy my car. It's very comfortable. So I know something I really want is something I already have, my car. And when you start to sacrifice your tomorrow for instant gratification today, what that's signaling to you 
is that your impulse control needs some exercising. There's going to be a lot of temptation thrown your way throughout your life, but college seems to be this four to six year microcosm of what will occur throughout your life crammed into this half decade long lesson. I loved college. I loved college so much I stayed there for 12 years. I changed my major every 18 months, basically every three terms, so that they wouldn't push me out the door with a diploma. (laughs) Because, you know, honestly, one, um, you know, doing a little drinky-drinky or a lot of drinky-drinky on my side, like what I like to say is that, you know, college is the easiest place for an alcoholic to hide out. If you don't have a lot of experience with alcohol, I would really, really like to put an exclamation point on you paying attention to how you start to incorporate alcohol into your life when you go to college. Again, what are you sacrificing for tomorrow by doing something today? Going out and drinking on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night when you have to make it to class and go to work the next day, you're sacrificing your version of yourself tomorrow that wants to feel good to feel good right now, today. When you eat the unhealthy foods, you're, you're sacrificing the tomorrow version of yourself that feels good, that's healthy, that you know maintains a healthy weight and, and maintains a, a, a healthy lifestyle for that gratification of the sugar and the salt and the fat and the carbs now. Now, we're not going to get deep into body dysmorphia or or eating disorders and things of that nature. We're not going to dive into that aspect of it. We're simply going to be more mindful in this podcast, in this show, of how we are allowing our lack of impulse control to trigger off our instant gratification mechanism inside of ourselves that causes us to sacrifice our tomorrow for today. There's hundreds, thousands of times I look back on my time at Ball State University, Valencia Community College, University of Central Florida, and ultimately the University of Florida where I earned my degree, where I sacrificed my tomorrow for instant gratification today. And it's going to be easier and easier to do this in your life the more often that you do it. I believe that we all have that internal compass pointing us toward our meant to be. It's our North Star that guides us to become that person that we we chose, you know, if you know, like me, I have this whole philosophy that we our soul gets to choose its journey and then we come into another existence and the journey I am currently going through is full of the trials and tribulations I believed I needed to go through. At the same time, the lessons that I learned and looking back, I'm like, man, I don't know if the lessons, I, you know, was I supposed to learn the lessons of, hey, instant gratification and impulse control. If you don't have it, you get to go off and be a drunk alcoholic, you know, functioning, mind you, for 20 some years. I traveled the world, had amazing jobs, amazing experiences, lived in some of the best cities on this country, let alone the planet, you know, time in Singapore and Brussels and all over Western Europe. And I got to visit Cuba and the whole deal. Was that really where my life was supposed to go? Or did I just allow the introduction of alcohol to completely disrail it? And I just want you to be aware of what you're aware of. 
when you notice yourself drinking too much, when you notice yourself staying out too late or eating pizza too late at night, when you start to notice changes about yourself that you're not happy with, and you get to choose what's happy for you, you get to choose what's healthy for you. Society can say whatever they want if you ultimately decide that eating pizza every single night and, and all to hell with the freshman 15. Hey man, you do what you do. If it brings you joy, it brings you happiness, who am I, some dude on a podcast with a microphone in his home office in Southern California to tell you not to go off and do things that you think will make you happy? We all have to learn our own lessons. We have to follow our own path. What I do want to highlight in this show is focusing in on what you're doing today and how that could literally be costing you what you really want tomorrow. If you don't want to have to look in the mirror a semester or two down the line and notice that you've put on 20 pounds or notice that you're you're starting to look you know pale white because you never go outside and you sit inside your dorm room playing video games all day and t- talking on your headset with other people playing it 14 states or 13 countries away is what you're doing today sacrificing who you really want to be tomorrow. I do not doubt for a moment that we can correct ourselves as humans, our ability to adapt to a life and then realize it's not the life we want and then to pull ourselves up and say, okay, let's shift it and let's start focusing on here. I do not doubt that we all have that ability. After 22 years of off and on binge drinking and you know, letting my life get really great and then figuring out ways to crash it all down, I finally pulled my head out of my tookish and said, you know what, if the one thing I have never asked myself to really walk away from, alcohol, if that's the one thing that needs to finally be released in order for me to reach my highest potential, let's at least give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Spoiler alert, it was the one, it was the thing. Is everything in my life perfect now? Am I, you know, am I rolling in my, am I rolling in my six four or you know, with my G six or <laughs> sound like such a dude when I say that? There was some song playing in my head that I think I can't get the lyric out, but I, I was trying to make a point with it. Is everything perfect now? Am I, am I, am I, you know, swimming in a bathtub filled with Perrier and, and you know, setting fire to hundred dollar bills to light you know, cigars? No, I'm not doing those things. But I can assure you, my life's a hell of a lot better since I released alcohol and said goodbye to that. I spent years sacrificing my tomorrow for instant gratification today. And as so many of you begin to transition from one school year into the next, and especially for you freshmen out there who are transitioning you know, from high school into college, and all of a sudden you're finally away from the parents, you're at the big school, all these people around, all these amazing things to be involved in, all, these, all this freedom that you'd never have had before, it's going to be extremely important that you start focusing in on your emotional intelligence. And, and monitoring your maturity and your self-awareness and your self-management, your relationship management, right? Your social interactions. How are you behaving? How, how easily do you fall prey to the peer pressure of going out on a Tuesday when what you really want to do is stay in, clean up your house, get some studying in, and get a good night's sleep? Sacrificing your tomorrow for instant gratif- gratification today it will be something that could become your ruination. It could become the downfall of your late teens, early 20s. And yes, like I said before, you can definitely 
do an about face. You can shift your perspective and you can make different decisions later on. But are the decisions you finally decide to make later on something that you could do now if you just went ahead and put on that version of your thinking cap? Again, don't want to come off as the old fuddy-duddy who's telling you to do as I say, not as I did. Right? We all have our own journey. We're all going to do our own things. I just simply want to make sure that somebody out there has asked you to ask yourself if what you're doing today is sacrificing the person you desire to be in the future. I could have been a sports broadcaster. I could have worked at ESPN. I could have been working at the NFL Network. Would I have been thrilled? Would I have been as happy with my life as I am today? I don't know the answer to those questions, and I'll never have an opportunity to experience that, and I'm okay with that. I honestly do believe that this was the journey I was supposed to go on. But when I have an opportunity to speak in front of a classroom, to speak in front of an assembly, to talk to a high school or college student one-on-one, the question I just want to ask them, and one of them, I, I just want to ask them so they start to ask themselves, is what you're doing today going to cost you who you want to be in the future? What are you really giving up by binge eating, binge drinking, binge binge streaming, whatever it might be? What are you really giving up by doing that today? What is it in the future that could be slipping through your fingers? It's just self-awareness. It's just understanding that when you have hope, you can tread water for 60 hours. Metaphorically, we're not little tiny rats in a science experiment. (laughs) So don't go try to do that without somebody with a flotation device around. When you reach a choice point, it is either yes or no. It's black and white. Even no decision is a decision. Even no decision is a decision. And you're going to have a lot of choice points. You're going to have a lot of forks in the roads where it's go out and get drunk on a Thursday night or stay in and prepare for the next day. Date this person even though, you, even, even though you, you're getting a, some red flags or walk away and say, hey, it's been real, it's been fun, but we're going to stop it right here. The choice point to study or watch Netflix. The choice point to prepare for the midterm paper or play on social media for the next two hours. These are choice points you have. And I just want you to be self-aware enough to ask yourself, is what you're doing today sacrificing the version of you you desire to be in the future? Like Les Brown once said, Sometimes you need to believe in someone else's belief in you till you believe it yourself. Believe it till you become it. I believe that all of us have amazing potential inside. The opportunities may not be similar, but our potential is is infinite. You will be the one who squashes that before you've ever manifested it in your life. So simply ask yourself the question, is what I'm about to do today sacrificing who I want to be tomorrow? When you get that answer and you listen to it, you might just have that epiphany that you want to do an about face and go in the other direction. 
As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. As always, be amazing. Be amazing. If you'd like more any information, I've got a fitness challenge going on. I'm doing group coaching for high school and college students to discover ways to really balance out your emotional intelligence. I have got some amazing ways where you can stay in really good physical shape throughout your high school and college careers that doesn't require a ton of running, that doesn't require running away from sweet and salty and sugary snacks that you love. I've got a lot of information. We talk about emotional intelligence. We talk about physical health, and we bring it all into one group. If you'd like to know more, DM me over at Jesse Mogul on Instagram. Um, As always, if there's any questions you have, send them through the DMs. Emily, my assistant, or I will be the first ones to reach out to you, and we'll make sure we get your questions answered. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Talk soon. Bye-bye. 